I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. A shield cast. I am Colonel Chaos, aka Chipsella, and joining me tonight we have the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing, the astronomical Agent Andy Ant Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? The space between my molecules is very dense. I don't want to hear anything <laughs> about those spaces, dude. <laughs> I know I'm doing well, chap. How are you? All right. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. It's been a week. It's actually been a pretty good week. I can't. I really can't complain. <laughs> I, I I achieved something today, Andy. Mm-hmm. As you know, uh, when we're recording this, uh, it's Monday where you're 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 at, and I'm a couple hours behind you. But it is five days until Star Wars. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Friday. Yeah. Um, Did not realize that. <laughs> so. Um, uh, and you know, I was trying to think of things to do, and I, I've been kind of putting together an ugly sweater, a uh, Christmas sweater collection for a, a while now. Mm-hmm. And uh, my ugly sweaters are Marvel and Star Wars based for the most part. Okay. I I can now do a different ugly Star Wars sweater as a countdown for the next five days. Nice. <laughs> I can wear a di- I can wear a different Star Star Wars sweater to work every day. <laughs> I, I found a a bunch on sale today when I was at the mall. <laughs> Picked them up. Nice. I also got um uh, on the Xbox. It just downloads. So I and I'm in the middle of Wolfenstein, and I won't touch it until I finish Wolfenstein. But I picked up uh, Lego Marvel too. And the uh, seasons pass for uh, just over fifty bucks. Oh, okay, well, that's quite cheap considering it just came out. Yeah, the game was on sale for about forty-one dollars, mm. and uh, the season, and then the season pass, uh, it, it came out to fifty-two bucks. Nice. The uh, so, I mean, I still don't really agree with them doing season passes on Lego games, but he'll. Um, from what I've heard about it, it's apparently the best Lego game they've done in years. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to playing it. Yeah, I mean, you know me, I play it for about a week and then I get pissed off because the pixel, the, you know, you the pixel thing. Pixel, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see. But 
I, I, I just couldn't resist. It's got mm. so many good characters in it. So, mm. um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's been a chill week. Uh, I went to a movie. It's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, I'll mention it just so people don't go see it. Jumanji. Welcome oh, to the jungle. Oh, did you see it? Yeah. Good. Bad. Bad. <laughs> You know, everything would have been fine and I would have been perfectly happy, but my wife kept waking me up. <laughs> it bored the piss out of me. Mm, okay. And I even took a nap before I went, so. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I, I saw that. But yeah, it's kind of been a chill week. We got we got snowed in. Well, I mean, we got a, it wasn't a blizzard or anything like that. We got maybe four or five inches, but over, you know, twelve hours. But we kind of used it as a snow day and hunkered down and uh, caught up on some television shows, watched Shield, did some house cleaning. Um, so it was a really nice and chill weekend. And then today we went out and did some retail therapy. Um, I did find the Valerian Steel Book Book Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. at Best Buy and uh, like I said I really love that film but uh, I'll never I'll never open the steel book um, and I will probably end up buying the, the movie on on 4k when I find it you know under you know ten dollars or under mm-hmm. but um, so yeah I, I, I kind of bought a few things today Star Wars sweaters yeah so all right um, you any Marvel news on or any Marvel stuff over on your end? Mm, nope, don't think so. Nothing, nothing to report. Okay. Too busy just now with work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is your. You, while I'm out spending money, you're there selling the crap to us poor people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Buy our used games. <laughs> So, all right, let's get into this. Let's not make this a long show tonight. Hmm. Uh, let's do some news. The yeah, there wasn't too much. Like uh, oh. Jessica Jones trailer, first trailer dropped today. I have not watched it yet. I I, I mean I will, but I was out all day. <laughs> so yeah, but it, it, uh, it is a very. It's not really. It's, uh, to, to call it a trailer is a bit kind of a misnomer. It's more of a sort of teaser because it's only like a minute okay. long. But yeah, I mean, it, like it looks like more of Jessica Jones kind of getting back to what she was doing in the first series um, when she wasn't busy dealing with uh, Purple Man. So like back to the private investigating stuff, like jumping about and taking photos of bits and pieces and uh, generally being a badass. <laughs> it looks good. I'm- can't wait to see more, um, and I would like to see what she's like when she's kind of out with that, like, well, now that she's got that kind of uh, weight off her shoulders of the, the Purple Man, see what she's, now she's got rid of that kind of past and dealt with it, uh, see how she goes from there. And she was really good in The Defenders. Mm-hmm. I uh, heard that uh, David Tennant is showing up on the show this year, though, maybe yeah, yeah, as yeah. a hallucination or something. Yeah, I would imagine it would be like either as like a kind of hallucination sort of thing, or maybe even a flashback. Yeah, um, be interesting. 
I want to see more of Hellcat. Uh, yeah, definitely more Hellcat. That would be nice. Yes. Costume. <laughs> I don't know how they would handle that in the show, but I like her being like a personality. It would make sense for her mm-hmm. to wear it like a mask and whatnot and like a disguise, so it could happen if she decides to go out on patrol sort of thing with, with Jessica. So, uh, it will, you know, I I look forward to it. And and the show drops March 8th. March 8th, yeah. It's not long away, to be honest. No, it's not, uh, what, four months? Yeah, that's another one we need to fit in to the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, you know, I have yet to sit uh we're like i said we're we are we have been plugging away at uh television shows on the dvr trying to reclaim space uh and fortunate fortunately most of them will go on their christmas break soon so we'll be able to power through but um not started the punisher yet haven't started runaways yeah i mean um, we, we're nearly well, we've got three or four left to go on punisher it's really good um but we we got distracted by watching the, the DC crossover, which was quite frankly amazing. <laughs> we're we're closing in on the crossover. Hmm. I think we got through three or four yesterday, and uh, we'll probably do one or two or three tomorrow night as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, is is very good, and you you absolutely have to watch it in the correct order. Otherwise, it does. It won't make any sense. It's like if you watched all of Arrow up to date and then all of Flash up to date and all of like so on, um, then it wouldn't make any sense. You have to watch like up to the <laughs> the latest episode of the show and then go to uh, I think it was uh, Supergirl first. Yeah, Supergirl had the first part of it, and then it was Arrow, then Flash, and then Legends. And you have to watch those four episodes in a row, and if you missed one of them. The next episode of whatever show you will watch will not make sense. Oh, I figure that. I mean, we, we always watch them in order, anyway, so that's not a that's not a big deal. So, um, all right. Uh, I had we had some other news, or did did you have anything before I uh, go to the to to our uh, trusted correspondents here? Yeah, let's go to the correspondent. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, it, uh, it, the Disney and Marvel are getting closer and closer to working out a deal. It's not done yet. All right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all these rumors that uh, Wolverine's going to make a cameo in Avengers 4, don't hold your breath. Let's let's wait until the deal's done, and then we can start rampant speculation. Yeah, I mean, like I mean, we've spoken about this so many times that we can't really no, say yeah. any more about it until like we actually know for sure that this is happening and what specifically is happening with it as well, because we really don't know. Yeah, and until the deal's done, I'm not getting my hopes up. Yeah, I, I mean, if if the deal does get done, then it would make sense for like Wolverine to do a cameo in Avengers. Um, even if it's like a cameo, 
where he dies in it or something like that. I don't know how they would do it with the way that Logan ended up or if they would do it like a different universe or who knows how they would do it, but I'm sure they would come up with some kind of interesting way of doing it that made sense in terms of the plot. But I mean, you, you forget though that like Fox is still making movies. Like they have X-Men, uh, what is it called? Dark Phoenix. Like, mm-hmm. That movie's like, I think done. <laughs> um, it's not not out yet, obviously, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure they've finished shooting it. I think so. Isn't it supposed yeah. to be out next year? Yeah, yeah. So, like, if it comes out next year, like, I don't know, quite know how that works, or how it fits in, or how any of the X Men movies, like, how do they fit into the MCU? Like, do they fit, or is it a different universe, or what? Oh, well, it need to be a different universe. Like, but yeah, they would have to. I think that there's a lot of things to be worked out there, and uh, if they do come out and announce it, they'll announce it with like a full, uh, a full kind of listing of what is in and what is out, and what universes things are in, and like a future plan for things going forward as well. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, like the because I mean they wouldn't. I don't think they would come out and just go. Oh, uh, Marvel has, or sorry, Disney has now bought Fox. They wouldn't just make an announcement that was like that. They would say, oh, Disney has now bought Fox, and this means XYZ for the MCU going forward. Same way as they did with like with Star Wars when they bought Star Wars, they like took away all the uh, extended universe canon. Mm-hmm. Like they would do something similar. Well, maybe not similar, but they do some sort of announcement like that with uh, the Fox stuff as well. So we'll see what happens. We shall see. We'll keep you posted. Um. Okay. Go back to Twitter. It keeps putting on a different screen. Maybe then it won't go away. Um. All right. Most of these came from. Uh, well, we got some from James Warren as well. Um. Okay. Alice Eve, who played uh, somebody in Star in the Star Trek Into the Darkness. Carol Marcus uh, is joining the cast of Iron Fist. They're not saying what uh, her character is. Uh, Her exceptional talent brings an intrigue and danger to her character unlike anyone else. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. We, We know another cast member. Um, this is an interesting thing that, uh, I believe it was Tim Hernandez put up, uh, that it's possible that Netflix could keep the, the Marvel shows. Yeah. I mean, they did co-finance them, so Mm -hmm. they'll have a stake in them of some sort. That's what I was thinking. So, I mean, maybe Netflix will be allowed to keep them, but Marvel will be able to use them as well. I don't know. Maybe, or, you know, they, you know, who knows how long the contract is. Mm, yeah, I mean, like, Netflix might have exclusive rights to them for a certain period of time. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I would guess that if the if there's a Blu-ray release out, then the rights, the exclusive, quote-unquote, rights are up. So, like, like so Daredevil Season 1, like, that's probably fair game to go straight on to the, the uh, 
onto that Disney streaming service, but like Defenders is not out on Blu-ray, so. Yeah, um, I, I I think there's things that need to be ironed out. I, I it's it's I think Netflix is getting the shaft to an extent if they do lose them because they did, uh, you know, I think this was their idea. They came up with the money. They kind of uh, showed Marvel what was possible. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they, like Netflix will be millions of dollars deep into this. I, I would assume that they'll they'll have made that money back in subscribers because I mean having these Marvel shows has been a big kind of boon to them as part of their like original programming that you can't get anywhere else but and you know this is a conversation my wife and I will probably have from a year a year from now um, because right now we only watch the Marvel shows. Uh, you know, that's about the only thing we really watch on Netflix on a regular basis. We haven't mm-hmm. had time to get into their fantastic series. Uh, you know, we've watched we watch Stranger Things. Um, in fact, we still have to watch season two of that. Um, <laughs> but uh, and I liked Stranger Things, but I, I wasn't uh, over the moon about it. Um, if the, if Marvel isn't there, do am I going to keep my Netflix subscription? I don't know. Hmm. See, I mean, like we, I'm sure I've spoken about this in the show before, but like we use Netflix every single day because we we cut the cable a while back, so we use mm-hmm. Netflix and Amazon. Um, now I don't use Amazon anywhere near as much as I use Netflix, just because I find that Netflix has more of the stuff that I want to watch on a regular basis. Um. But Amazon's obviously useful for having the free delivery and whatnot over here. Mm-hmm. No, it's like two-day shipping and whatnot, so it's good, very good for that, especially this time of year. Oh, yeah. I mean, I actually don't use much of the Amazon stuff other than the free shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's how we got the Jumanji tickets, because it's not even out until Christmas. Oh, yeah. So uh, they were doing a, hey, if you're an Amazon Prime member... You can go see this movie early, okay. and uh, I was out early on Friday. Usually Friday nights, I just want to cr- curl up in a ball and cry um, <laughs> after the week I've had. But uh, you know, I we got out early because uh, we had our a Christmas luncheon for my unit, and my boss lets us go home afterwards. Uh, so you know, I got I was home by three. I got to chill. I got to take a nap. So I was like, oh, let's go see, let's go see this movie. And too bad it was that movie. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, I mean, there, there are so many sources for great shows these days. Um, and, you know, being old and set in our ways, we still rely on, uh, standard network stuff for most of it. I mean, we watch it all on DVR, but, so I mean, there's only so much TV you can watch. Hmm. So, you know, I gotta play video games sometime, Andy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, well, let's put it this way: uh, Would you have Netflix, Amazon, and the Disney streaming? Hmm. I mean, that's that's what another t- five to ten bucks a month. It's not that horrible, but I mean, you know, that all adds up after a while. 
Uh, are you going to, you know, and what about Hulu? And, you know, uh, how many of these pay streaming services are you going to own? And it's sure it's cheap if you uh, don't have your cable anymore. Uh, that helps. Um, and, you know, that may be a possibility uh, in some uh, in, to some extent once uh, there's a way to uh, stream ESPN, but then um, <laughs> but, because well, that's I mean, that's a requirement in my house. But I mean, they they must surely be like thinking about about that for the future, like ESPN dedicated streaming service where you would just have all your ESPN channels. Supposedly, that's in the works. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all of all of those kind of major networks must be like thinking about things like that, like your ESPNs and your uh, like Sky Sports and whatnot over here. Mm-hmm. Although Sky Sports is in entwined with like skies i don't think they would do it but espn makes sense completely yeah it's something that like i said we'll have a we'll have a conversation last next year i mean we've been we've been hulu and netflix subscribers for years and barely use the shit so Mm. uh having the marvel stuff actually makes us use netflix and i'll i'll use it for some things here and there but um, and Hulu, you know, maybe we use six times a year, although now it has run away. So I will be uh, watching. I, I really, I'm actually more interested in seeing that than The Punisher right now. Okay. <laughs> I, I, well, Just I think, I think out of curiosity. Watch, hmm. I think we'll finish watching Punisher first before we jump in at Runaways. I can see that. Well, I mean, you're yeah, you're already in it. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I, by the time we got home and they both started within a week of each other, um, you know, I haven't seen either. So mm-hmm. if I, if I had started to watch Punisher, yeah, I would have, we would have finished that up first, but it's like, I might want to check out this Runaways first. Hmm. So. Yeah, Runaways doesn't even have like a UK broadcaster. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's not even on here <laughs> at all. <laughs> you have to watch it on the pirate ship. Yep. <laughs> Because so, obviously you don't get Hulu over here, like it doesn't, it's not a thing. Like I only know about it from the, like listening to, to you guys talk about it. Okay. But it doesn't exist over here. What it is, is basically, it's a streaming service for ABC, Fox, and NBC. Hmm. They each own a third, I think is the way it works. Okay. So, uh... They all and basically all their broadcast shows are available within I don't know a couple of hours of airing hmm. on the service, and they do and it has ads. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing um, I hate. Like if you're paying for something like that, like a streaming service, they should not have adverts. Well, it, it's 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 like seven bucks a month, hmm. and I think if you bump it to ten. You get it without ads. Okay, right, right. That's fair enough. So it's it's you know it's a way, and like I said, that they're keeping it reasonable, and honestly, it gives you a chance to go take a leak, you know. (laughs) So um, it's all right. I mean, if you watch something, if like if I watched, let's say I missed, we in fact we did, we missed an episode of Flash a couple of weeks ago. And um, we had to watch it on demand through the cable company. 
Hmm. Well, guess what? There were ads every 20 minutes or so <laughs> in the thing. So, you know, I mean, eh, I mean, I don't, I don't, Yes, I usually try and skip through the ads if I can, but if, you know, it's like, yeah, whatever. At least I got to see the show. Hmm. It's a small price to pay. Um, all right, let's keep moving on here. Uh, showrunner Jessica Jones squashed Marvel's fans' hopes of the Defenders making a cameo in The Avengers. Yeah, didn't happen. In the in the Avengers, uh, yeah, in the in Infinity War. Oh, okay, yeah, no, no, we, we knew that wasn't gonna happen. They said that we were was... hoping, but oh yeah. <laughs> um, Tim Hernandez also uh, posted the article from Comic Book Reporter. Is uh, Infinity War going to uh, debut? Captain America's Secret Avengers. I definitely think that's happening. Yep, pretty sure that's that's on the cards. The way it looks from the uh, the trailer and whatnot, look definitely looks like they're going down that lines at least a little bit that way. Yeah, um, I, I yeah, I I, I, th- I got that uh, feeling from the first one, uh, f- from Civil War. Hmm. Yeah, oh, the end of it for sure. Yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, they announced Marvel announced a new. I I don't know if it's a movie or an animated series. This week, did you hear about this? Um, is it the one that they showed the trailer off for a couple of days ago? No, not the not the Spider Verse one. Okay. This is called Marvel Rising, The Secret Warriors. Oh, no, I didn't hear about this. Okay, yeah, it's a new animated thing. And it features uh, Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, the horrible Squirrel Girl, Spider-Gwen, although they're calling her Ghost Spider in this for some reason. Hmm. Um... And uh, Quake. Okay. So and I think there might be another one or two in there. Unfortunately, this are are. Uh, let me see if I can here. click here. I got it. Let me get the full cast because this also because this gets even more interesting when um, I get into the voice cast. Oh so, yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Secret new animation. Quake. Inferno, America Chavez, Patriot, Captain Marvel, and a new Inhuman Exile. All right? Mm-hmm. Now, the voice cast. Okay. First of all, uh, Chloe Bennett is voicing Quake. Nice. Melania Vantrub, uh will be voicing Squirrel Girl, who she plays in, uh, uh, what, what is it, the New Warriors. Yep. Um. Dove Cat Cameron is providing the voice of Spider-Gwen. Uh, Teen Wolf's Tyler Posey will be voicing Inferno. Camille McFadden is voicing Patriot. And Distended star Boo Boo Stewart will provide the voice for Exile. And then Kim Raver as Captain Marvel, Dee Baker as Tippy Toe the Squirrel, and Lockjaw the Dog. 
and Ming-Na Wen as Hala. That's interesting, isn't it? Yes. So, here, but here's where it gets a little weirder, Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dove Cameron? She's also uh, scheduled to uh, uh, join the cast of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the next, uh, sometime this season. Oh, okay. Any idea so, she's supposed to be playing in S.H.I.E.L.D.? Well, that's what we're wondering, is Spider-Gwen joining S.H.I.E.L.D.? Hmm, that could be interesting. But, I mean, we we know that, like, uh, I, I don't know if you're that familiar with Spider-Gwen from the comic books, but she is, like, a Gwen Stacy from an alternative universe. Mm-hmm. Um, from the the main Gwen Stacy that Peter Parker falls in love with and all that, um, and right. this one she got bitten by the spider and instead of Peter. So, and well, we'll get into it in uh, when we talk about Shield. But the multiverse was introduced in this week's Shield. They did mention it, yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, we'll we'll get to that, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting that like they've got Chloe Bennett playing Quake, and they've got uh, Melania Van Trub, <laughs> butchering the name, but yeah, Mel- playing Mel- Melania Van Trub. Yeah, playing uh, playing Squirrel Girl. Um, this seems to me more of a sort of promo type stuff, like a crossover promo thing. Uh, however. I do like all of those characters, like even even the sort of ones that we haven't seen in the uh, in the MCU yet, like uh, Patriot, like Patriot's cool, and uh, America Chavez and whatnot. So like that's a good lineup of characters to have in there. Uh, well, yeah, the the that that sounds um, that whole project sounds uh, interesting. Um, kind of, I mean. I don't know if I, I mean, as an animated movie or an animated uh, series, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Because the animated series, the, the few times I've tried to watch, like the Guardians cartoon or even the Spider-Man stuff, um, they skew young. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was my thought as well with this one. And, uh, like, for me, I, I provided, like... Right, it pans out the way that I think it will, and it will be like a kid-friendly one. Like I'll, I'll take the wee one to go and see this, mm. and the from the artwork and stuff like that, I kind of get the same. Maybe not quite as kiddish as uh, as this one, but the DC, what's it called, DC superhero girls. Yes, like I kind of get that. That's exactly what yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> Which I mean, like my daughter absolutely loves that show and everything about it, the character designs and the comics and. Uh, and the the show itself and whatnot, but uh, obviously there's they're kind of they're it's mostly a female orientated cast here, but you do have like like Inferno and uh, Patriot in there as well. So interesting. I I think it's very cool that they've included Quake in this alongside like Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, giving her kind of like not not quite equal billing, but she's. Uh, like being put in there with the kind of more familiar um, Marvel mainstays. I'm glad that they went for this lineup and didn't put in like She Hulk and Black Widow and all those ones. A Force? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
ass force. <laughs> ass force. Um, okay, here's a little bit more on it. The program will launch with six digital, six digital, ah, six digital shorts starring Spider Gwen. Um, th- this feature film is an evolution of all the great care, and then I guess it will become a okay. It's an animated film that is going to start with six digital shorts. So it sounds like what they're, what they're doing is they're doing like uh, the six digital shorts, which will be like sort of proto trailer sort of things, um, and then the movie will release. And they didn't say whether it's going to be a like a film release or if it's like a straight to DVD sort of thing. Um, a new animated film hmm. from Marvel Television. Okay, so it might be like a straight to TV movie type thing then. Maybe. Hmm, interesting. But yeah, like the I would imagine they're four minute long digital shots will either be yeah. like either on YouTube or they'd put them in front of something like Shield, for example, or uh, maybe even put them on one of the Disney Channel things like before the Spider Man animated cartoon. Yeah. But yeah, very interested in that project. Like obviously it's clearly not gonna be part of the MCU. But still what a cool project. And uh, hats off to them for making something very different from what they've been used to doing. As long as it's as stupid as Teen Titans go. (laughs) See, my daughter loves that as well, so she would be okay with that. Your daughter's six (laughs) years old! Seven? Seven? Seven, alright. She's seven years old. (laughs) Teen Titans go doesn't play with us old crotchety people. No. <laughs> now, now the now the Cartoon Network Justice League, the Teen Titans, and what was the other one? Uh, young Warriors, mm. Young All Stars, whatever they were. Oh, young, those were all aw- Young Justice. Young Justice. Mm. Those were awesome animated uh, series because um, they didn't skew young. But uh, every time I try to watch the Marvel animated stuff, it's. You know, it, it just skews too young. Even are the, I mean, the original X Men cartoons were good. They were actually very good. Um, Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes, very good uh, animated show as well. Like they, they did a lot of stuff with like they dealt with scrolls and the Secret Invasion and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and it definitely skewed more kind of older. But yeah, the more mm. recent ones like that, the Spider Man cartoon that's been ongoing. Not mm. <laughs> Did not like it. It's good way too young. Ultimate Spider Man, I think it was called. Did not like that one. And now they have the new, the new one, the re- that they rebooted. Yeah. So the, you, you mean the the movie? I, I, yeah, the one. Yeah. The yeah, one. The, I think it started. What's it called? The one that started this year. Mm. Um, but they're also they've also like uh, shown this week the trailer for the new there's like the new Spider Man animated movie that's coming out. Um, called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is starring, uh, well, not starring, but it's uh, focused on Miles Morales, but obviously, because it's like about the Spider-Verse and whatnot, it means that there's going to be other Spider-Men in it, and you see in the in the trailer Peter Parker's in it as Spider-Man as well, so there's more than one person that wears the mask, so that's kind of interesting, and um, I loved the animation in this mm. trailer, it looks absolutely incredible. You know they they did that really good Spider Man game where they did the multiple multiple Spider Men. Yep, it was uh, Shattered Dimensions. Yep, Bro- absolutely brilliant game. I never played the sequel to that Edge of Time, but I heard it wasn't as good. 
I think I, I know I own Shattered Dimensions, and I know I interviewed uh, the the guys who made that game. Mm-hmm. It was you know that had to be what six seven years ago now. Um, they actually gave me a really cool rain jacket. <laughs> oh yeah, and okay. it's got and it's got built-in earbuds. <laughs> okay, that's a strange one, but all right. Is it is it branded I, like Spider Man? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I've never yeah, se- never seen or heard of that. Um, I'll, I'll I'll find it and put a picture up on the Facebook page. Nice. I still have. I mean, it, it was a cool jacket, and um, I actually I think I got two. I think I got that and the one for that X Men game that everybody hated. Oh my god, the X Men Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's you a know, story of two games. That. Oh. <laughs> and I, you know, uh, I remember everybody. Hate, you know, I I played the game. I finished it in a day. I was homesick. <laughs> but it was like you know, it's not as horrible as everybody made it out to be. It was like mm. you know, I was sick. I didn't feel like doing anything, and you know, I finished it in seven hours. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like. Yeah, you know, it was fairly generic, but I said it's it wasn't it wasn't the worst game I ever played. <laughs> so, um, but all right. Uh, Spe- anything speaking of Marvel games, just while, while we're on it, and Spider Man, yeah. um, was some more information came out about uh, the new Spider Man game coming next year from Insomniac, close of the PS4. Oh. Okay, um, Dan Slott has been confirmed as uh, a writer on the project. Okay, that's good news. Very Hopefully. good news. Like, if you want somebody writing a good Spider-Man story, like, especially like a di- new and different one, you want Dan Slott doing it. Like, he 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 did a lot of amazing work on Spider-Man and really took the character in like a lot of different directions. So, uh, it's very good to have him on the project. Um, and I, and I, I mean, like, they're doing something kind of a bit out of the box with with that Spider-Man game to be honest because they're making the the villains like Mr. Negative which is a kind of to the mainstream people it's like a real unknown villain like it's not a Green Goblin or a Doctor Octopus that sort of thing um, mm-hmm. or even Vulture like based on like the latest movie um, so yeah do, doing something real different and going for a real different angle so um, I'm really excited to, to get to play that and Insomniac has like a really good pedigree behind him as well so. Uh, the game looks amazing. Yeah, I I watched the keynote for the PlayStation Experience. I didn't bother doing anything else. Oh. <laughs> um, what else we got here? Uh, the Yo-Yo Slingshot got uh is re- received two Writers Guild Award adom- nominations. Okay. <laughs> and I've still never ever watched it. Like, uh, did you watch this? I watched it, but I, you know, I was kind of doing other things at the same time. So, um, I, I mean, it's really kind of throwaway sort of stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it was. But they received uh, nominations for the episode John Hancock mm-hmm. and uh, the the finale, which was Justica. Justica. Okay. I, I do need to watch that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like I said, it was done on a budget. Hmm. Do you know, I think the reason that I, have, I haven't watched it is just that I haven't seen it anywhere. Like, 
like obviously every every week when Shield goes up, like um, even if I even if I wasn't doing a podcast about it, I would still see the notifications go up from like the Agents of Shield Facebook page where they say, "Oh, the latest episode, blah blah blah, this or that." But like I didn't ever see anybody like talking about Slingshot at all. Mm-hmm. Uh well, it was such it's such a niche market to begin with. Mm-hmm. And you know it's 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 like nobody have you ever heard anybody talk about the cartoon series Vixen? <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> um, you know the so yeah, I, I I just you know it's it it was an interesting idea. Um, it was worthwhile, but uh, like I said, I I never like I said I watched it, but I didn't. It was kind of on in the background. So. Um, all right. I want to... Well, first, since we're since we're doing news, let's just get all the news out of the way. I guess we can... We have two tweets we can talk about at the end. Um, numbers for this week's episode. Duck down two notches. Mm-hmm. To a point five. Kind of expected. I mean, it's uh, not the season premiere anymore, so. Well, yeah, and it's Friday night, so it's in the death slot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of I was looking at a couple things, uh, uh, but I was. It doesn't look like it did well in the DVR numbers last week either. Oh, that, that's interesting. Well, it's not showing up in them, so they they show the top twenty five shows that bumped. So I didn't see anything there. It, it, this week was a point five with a one point nine three. Um, now that we're doing the show on Sunday, I should be able to get uh, DVR numbers mm-hmm. uh, in time for the show. So hopefully that works out. Um, we'll see where it goes. I mean, it's. It's the Friday night death slot. I mean, I mean, I'm still pretty much certain that this is the last season, regardless of. Ooh, what they do. actually, actually, I read an article, uh, sometime this week, um, and they were talking about um, ABC's current lineup mm-hmm. and how a lot of shows are tanking bad. And they just don't, and they see that they can't get rid of more than five or six dramas tops. <laughs> so that means that right now they're putting, um, in fact, I might be able to do something here. Um, they're listing uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. as being sa- safe right now. All right, okay. So what are they, like, what are they going to cancel? <laughs> if they're gonna keep shield, uh, let's see. Looks like uh, so. Let's let me uh, remember what the thing is. Sure bet to be renewed. Okay, uh, the middle is gone. Scandal is gone. Ten days in the valley is a dead show. Walking. Kevin possibly saves the world. Gone. Once upon a time, more than likely gone. Yeah. Inhumans, 
and he and uh yeah and then uh uh agents of shield is sort of on uh, in the middle toss up hmm. i mean i mean then humans is 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 a dead duck <laughs> like they can't renew that like there's no way I'd be surprised if Once Upon a Time gets canned, though. What? Once Upon a Time. Uh, they. I don't know. I'm not, I didn't watch the show any time or much at all beyond uh, a few episodes. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's not pulling in. It's not pulling in numbers. But it mo- they moved it to the. De- the dead zone they moved it to friday night oh so is that on like uh, before shield or no it must be i believe so yeah. yeah that's not a bad lead-in show though you know i think i think these days when you look at numbers you you, you have to look at the dvr numbers mm-hmm mm-hmm so uh, I think uh, I so you know what what you do on broadcast is iffy. Yeah, that's you know, true. I mean, because who who watches? I mean, unless it's a live event, who watches TV live these days? Nope, not me. And you know, like you know, someone like me, where I'm watching, you know, I'm watching the last month and a half of the DC shows. <laughs> you know, uh, my my watching of it never gets factored into it. So, um, I don't know. I think uh, it'll be interesting. I, I, you know, we said last season was the last season of uh, Shield. Uh, if the if the numbers do well, if it gets critical acclaim. Um, maybe they, you know, they have not, and if they have, I think it falls under that if they have nothing else out there and they're not going to basically dump their entire, uh, lineup, hmm. maybe that, that's why they're saying it has a shot. Hmm. Okay. You know, I mean, Supernatural, they moved it to Fridays and, uh, you know, to kill it off. And it did amazing for the CW. Hmm. Hmm. And that's why uh, that show's still going. Yeah. Although this is supposedly the final se- season of that. Um, okay, and I think that's it. Yeah, and we'll do the tweets at the end. All right, Andy. We've gone long enough here uh, on news. Uh, so much for the short show. Let's get into this week's episode. Yes, so this is uh, Season 5, Episode 3 of Angel Shield, which was called A Life Spent. A Life Spent on what? Sitting on a spaceship waiting to die. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, like, they could be trying to repopulate the Earth, try to go somewhere else instead. I mean, the, the universe is a lot bigger than what we have currently. I mean, they, they, mm-hmm. they have access to, to that by, I don't know, stealing Kree ships. They could go and live in the Kree home world, or they could go and find the Guardians of the Galaxy and pal out with them. 
That's what I was sure. excited. <laughs> well, you got to remember this is at least 90 years in the future. Yeah, that's true. So the Guardians of the Galaxy will be dead. <laughs> Certainly if the... Well, Groot is probably kicking around. It's probably different Guardians. It'll be Groot and... I don't know, four, four other people. Depends how long you know, like Drax's people and Gamora's people live. You'd imagine Peter Quill would be dead, though. Yes. Maybe Deke is his son or grandson. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be cool. Mm. From that like would a, be From like some one-night stand that he had. They could do or that. His and, like... his and Gam- well, it couldn't be his and Gamora's no. son, but... They could do that and have, uh, mm. and and it wouldn't affect the Guardian storyline at all. So th- that's that's my my Easter egg. There you go. That's confirmed fact. There you go. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so we see uh, the start of this episode a full zoom out of the lighthouse, which it turns out is I, I thought it was actually like away from that main chunk of Earth, but it's it does seem mm-hmm. like it's actually part of that. Because I was a bit confused it, about this. It's the spaceship near some... Uh, yeah, I was kind of looking at that scene. Um, it's certainly near a large chunk of the Earth. No, no, no. It is, it is embedded in that the largest chunk of the Earth that oh, they, okay. it's All still right. around. Um, and when we've seen it before, it's been when... Like, when we've seen it in kind of profile before, it's when uh, the trawler has been mm-hmm. going out to look at the rocks and then they've turned back to look at it and they've then seen like that kind of big curve uh, coverage of the earth the, the largest chunk that's left so th- like they said that is part of this big chunk of earth as okay. far as as far as I could tell I'd have to see like I mean somebody can draw a diagram of all the different parts of earth and know I'm sure there's fact there's different factions and stuff like that and I'm quite sure we'll learn a bit more of how the earth has been split up over the over the season, I think that's going to be really interesting, actually, to to see. And we start to see a bit of that come into this episode. Um, but yeah, so we see uh, Cassie is getting a visitor, which is a human with red eyes, or mm-hmm. certainly a humanoid. I, I guess it was would be a human, but I don't quite know how that why they would have red eyes. Like and it, it's not explained as of yet, but there must be some reasoning behind it. Um, but like things like that don't tend to develop over such a short space of time in terms of evolution so that must be engineered in some way or bred into them from like crossbreeding with another race or something like that same way as we see like these Cree people like uh, Cassius with the like white blotches and whatnot like they that must be a, a breeding thing but I, again like I say we'll probably find out more about that as the season goes on and we get introduced to different casts of humanoids uh, he does offer this guy um, Martini I, it's, see I think it's an alien I think it's another alien race oh you think it's another alien race I mean yeah. they totally look human to me though well they're other than having glowing red eyes yeah but uh, you know the Kree look, look human except they're blue no, well, I mean they're stronger as well, though. Like they're kind of, yeah. they're all bald except for these two people. Like three people don't have hair. I, I'm. It could be a genetic mutation or something like that. Or I think it's. I think it's a different race. Hmm. Interesting. Could be. I mean, we'll we'll find out. 
I'm I'm sure we'll find out in the next few weeks. Uh, so yeah, Casillas offers this guy a martini, and he he's, he basically announces that the lady Baja can't come, but she is looking forward to the uh, to the ceremony, whatever the ceremony is. Right. Uh, so we then see uh, Ty, who is another one of Casillas' human pets, uh, seemingly giving him some bad news about the ceremony. Although we see it from Simmons' perspective, so we don't actually hear any of what is said. But he, uh, Cassia smashes uh, like a martini glass, so we can tell it's not good, whatever it is. Uh, Cassia then tasks Simmons with uh, fixing the problem, whatever it is. Uh, Colson, Mac, and Yo-Yo, meanwhile, work for this guy, Grill. Who, this is the old guy with the cane. His name is Grill. Um, they work for him in the salvage yard, and Colson kind of sneakily reads Virgil's book in amongst <laughs> while trying to do his work, trying to understand like what Virgil was trying to tell them, or well, well before he died. Uh, Matt gets kind of mad when one of the guards zaps Yo-Yo, and he tries to go into Grill's office, but he gets stopped by his metric, sort of like it sticks him to the wall. So you cannot go in the office if you have this specific type of coded metric, I think. Um, and Grill announces that he owns him because Mac basically owes him essentially money, which I think is mm-hmm. like credits or tokens or whatever they call it in this in this world. Uh, Daisy and the uh, knockoff Star Lord, <laughs> aka Deke. Uh, look for the other guys. Um, they don't know where they were, obviously, because they were in the VR place, the framework thing, uh, at the time that the uh, that the renewal happened. So uh, Daisy does say though that she doesn't think that she's strong enough to have blown up the Earth, which I totally agree with. Like from mm-hmm. from what we've seen, everything we know about Daisy's power set, she can kind of like remember there was the thing with the mountain, like back in uh, the afterlife. Vaguely, but she kind of shook the mountain. That's the only kind of hint we've had about or having any control over that sort of thing. But yeah, but you know, I think you have to, um, you know, her power is, you know, you would expect will grow over mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and she'll learn better control and strengthen it. So. Who knows what you know? Forty, you know what Quake will be like in twenty years, mm-hmm. and how much power she'll you know uh, she'll have. That's true, and you obviously you don't know like her motivations or anything like that either. I mean, the the Earth could have been taken over by like aliens, and the only way to save the people was to blow the Earth apart. Like, who knows? Like what what the deal was with that? Like, and uh, I mean, the people that are still around don't know what. The circumstances were, or indeed, if it was actually quick, there's no footage of it or anything like that. They just are going on hearsay because none of these people were alive when the actual event happened. They're just going on what's been passed down to them. It's the same way as like if you go back and read a history book. Like, mm-hmm. do you really know it's true? Because you don't know, especially like in this in this type of universe. It's like going back and reading a history book of something that somebody sort of remembered their grandfather telling them and then wrote it down and that becomes the new history. Right. History's written by the winners. <laughs> true, yeah, true. But when the books have all been destroyed, like, who rewrites it? And it could have been that, like, this is what the Cree have allowed 
the people mm-hmm. to find out about things and it could have actually been the Kree that destroyed the earth, who knows I'm sure we'll find out about that in due course um, Graviton yeah, gra- could have been Graviton, absolutely Yeah, I mean he's uh, that's a fair point because like, he he's still around <laughs> somewhere and I stole that, that from a forum, I, I, I'll admit it but yeah, yeah, I mean uh, that would make sense like a battle between Quake and Graviton 100% could cause that sort of damage but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure we'll get a resolution to that at the end. By the end of the season, maybe not, maybe not graviton. But I do, I do hope they do because that's like that one thread that's like been there since season one, and they never went back to it. Not even didn't even touch on it at all. So if they do go back to that, that would be cool. Um, and we also hear a little bit about this multiverse theory where uh, Deke reckons that uh, in his universe. Um, it was Daisy, aka Quake, who blew up the Earth, but in her universe, she hasn't become that yet. Because she's not, she's like as we know, Daisy right now, mm. not powerful enough to do that. Uh, and then she slaps him and says, uh, "What universe did that happen in?" <laughs> Which was very funny. It was a good line. Uh, they also learn about the renewal and that three people died and that the uh, the rest of the S.H.I.E.L.D. team might be at Grill's salvage yard uh, because the shoe guy knows all. The S.H.I.E.L.D. guy does. No, the shoe guy. Oh, the shoe guy. Yeah, the shoe guy. He's the shoe shiner. Okay. okay. <laughs> Which, I mean, like, you do... I've seen this in a lot of shows where they have like a shoe shiner type guy. Mm-hmm. They he'll know a lot more than what you would think he would know based on like his job because he he's a listener. Like you just yep. listen. And, yep. uh, and people just don't watch what they say in front of them. Nope. They they just speak their minds and uh, he remembers everything. And if you pay him enough money, he'll tell you anything you want to know about anybody whose shoes he shines. Uh, so then uh, it turns out that Mac was actually just doing recon in the office and he sees that they have a handgun as well as the, the Kree tablet scroll thingamajig uh, and he, he said, says tread lightly which I thought was funny because we just spoke about the shoe guy he's talking about tread and uh, it's also that's a line also from Breaking Bad that I'm quite sure that they knew that that, that oh, or at least uh, Mac <laughs> knew that he wanted to say that line Tread lightly. Uh, Main Tess uh, then head on to the next trawler run because uh, she still owes a double haul, um, and she decides to take Coulson and Mac with them because they are quote unquote expendable to uh, to grill. Right. And we then see Simmons, whose silencer gets switched off so that she can help. An inhuman girl called Abby learned to control her powers. Um, now, she has the power that she can control her molecular density, so she can basically make her hands and body pass through stuff, as well as like make it make make her body like really heavy. It's essentially the same sort of power as think of like vision. So she'll be able to pass through walls, and she'd uh, also be able to like. Presumably left Thor's hammer. Okay. And that would be um, a, that would be a cool like uh, 
Easter egg. <laughs> if she, if Thor's hammer's kicking about someone, she gets to lift it. That would be interesting. Um, now, like the the other character that she's obviously kind of similar to is uh, Kitty Pride, and probably a lot more similar to Kitty Pride than uh, than Vision. Yes, I very much. That was who I thought of first. Mm-hmm. Now we know that's not right now in the MCU, and uh, she's she's called Abby and not Kitty. But it could be a kind of mm-hmm. sort of take on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> we we don't know how this merger or if the proposed merger goes through. What what will happen? But uh, interesting character anyway, and like it's a cool power set and. Uh, I, I, an interesting one for them to portray on the screen as well. Uh, Grill has decided to send his underling onto the trawler to keep an eye on the others. Now, I think the guy's name is Zep, something like that. Which one? Oh, the, the goon? underling guy, yeah, he's, he's a goon. I didn't pick up on I I was trying to find his name. I didn't see it. I think it, I think it's Zep. So he gets sent on the on the trawler as well to keep an eye on the others. Um, Tess finds a, a kid called Flint sleeping in the trawler, and then sends him away. And I, I don't I don't know I don't know why they showed that because like it didn't mean anything to me. We haven't seen this guy before. Um, maybe he'll come back to play an important role like in a future episode. I don't know, but yeah, apparently she was letting him sleep on the trawler, but not during missions. Um, Coulson reckons that uh, Virgin, Virgin, Vir- Virgil was doing a recon um, based on what he's written in his book, and he, he keeps coming across uh, references to six one six, which, as we all know, is a reference to the main Marvel Comics universe because the main Marvel Comics universe is the six one six universe, which is a cool nod. And um, we've seen nods to it before, but uh, in this instance, six one six is the designation for one of the larger segments of Earth. Which is just a big rock. Um, Tess has been to it before, and there's there's nothing there. It's just a blank rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does mention that she well, she's on the hook for a double haul, so she can't do a side mission as well. And and Coulson just steps up and tells her, no, 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 this is the mission. <laughs> like he just puts his foot down and like, no, we're doing this. Like we don't care about anything else. Like right, okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, this guy Zep girls. Uh, Underling appears and boards the ship with him as well, and like when he sh- when he shows up, they're all like conversing about uh, about the mission and whatnot, and he just pops up and they all just go silent, and he's like, "Oh, this is why I'm coming on the mission," because they're obviously keeping secrets <laughs> from Grow, and he needs to find out what it is. Uh, we find out that uh, all eighteen year olds go through the mist here to see if yep. they are inhumans. So it's interesting that inhumans are the inhuman like race is still continuing down, and uh, obviously the inhuman genes being passed along, and new inhumans are being uh, not not bred specifically, but they are still being noticed and whatnot. Um, but they're being kind of used in a weird way here. So uh, this girl Abby tells Simmons that her family will be rewarded essentially if she becomes an ambassador. After the ceremony, which the ceremony is essentially her showing off her abilities, uh, and if she doesn't 
do well at this ceremony, her uh, family will be punished. Which is a bit odd. Yep. But. Now, on the trawler, uh, Mac is keeping Zip busy. So, uh, I, I kind of took this to be that Mac was letting him beat him up. <laughs> but we didn't see that. That was my assumption, yes. Because mm. Mac, we know Mac is a tough guy. Like, he can he can take a, a beating. And uh, we see that May's leg is still... And he can give one, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we see that May's leg is still hurting her as well. And she and Colson kind of share, like, a sort of moment here. Like, they're still not getting together <laughs> anytime soon. They, they've got too much other shit to deal with. Like, there's no time for love and deep space when the earth's been exploded. They don't get a break. Nope. Um, and Coulson does kind of allude to this and he says, oh, maybe their destiny is here in this time helping these people. And he's like, okay, well, that's fine. But yeah, after this, like, I want to go home and get a night in my own bed. With Coulson? Was that an invitation? Uh, I think <laughs> you're reading too much into that. No, nah, I know. I'm, I'm only joking. But yeah, like she just because they they did spend so long in the framework and all the all the fucked up shit that happened to them in there. Like, I mean, May thought she was Hydra for months. Um, she just wants to go home and have like a normal night, just one, and then after yeah. that, next adventure. Uh, the guy Grill is kind of distracted whilst he's trying to eat, I think it looks like super stew or something like that um, by a seeming malfunction in Yo-Yo's metric, basically it keeps uh, jumping around all over the place uh, and obviously this is, but when he looks up she's just standing there, but obviously this is just Yo-Yo fucking with him essentially, by running about daft <laughs> which I thought, I thought was really funny because like, he's like trying to eat the soup and every time he puts the spoon up to his mouth he's like and he gets very fed up and has to go and uh, sort it out. So he he basically takes her uh, metric out of her to recalibrate it. And when he does this, she uh, runs, obviously, at super speed into his office and grabs the scroll tablet thingy and then runs it to Daisy before then yo-yoing back just in time for him to put her metric back on. And, she, and he doesn't notice. And he just tells her, oh, no more dilly-dallying. <laughs> Oh, it, keep mm. working, keep working. Yeah, uh, and now on the, it's, I think it's actually quite funny that he keeps like criticizing her for being slow when she's actually like super, like super fast pills. <laughs> I mean, they're not that useful, but like in in this instance, they were slightly useful. Now uh, on the on the trawler, Tess compares uh, Virgil's model of Earth to the exploded chunk that they that are looking at. And uh, Coulson discovers the lost knob. That fabled <laughs> lost knob. The lost knob. It, like it makes me. It just makes me think of Uncharted. Like, and imagine an Uncharted game called Uncharted: The Lost Knob. <laughs> You're like, wow. They could have boarded that a bit better, but yeah. But yeah, the uh, the lost knob, and uh, he uses this knob to open a compartment on the trawler, which uh, contains a radio. Uh, Zep then shows up at this point and uh, basically zaps them all to the wall with their metrics. Uh, they, they seemingly have like magnets in them that Zep can activate using this mm-hmm. remote control. Um, and May asks him, "Oh, is everybody like stuck to the wall?" And he's like, "Yep." Uh, so she's like, "Okay, 
and then spins the ship to uh, knock him off balance and Mac then appears and lays him out. Now back at the lighthouse at the uh, at the day spa type place, um, we see Simmons trying to basically train Abby, and she kind of gets frustrated and uh, like slams her hand down onto the the floor, which is like a tiled floor, and uh, but because she's because she's an inhuman, you can change her density. What she actually ends up doing is like channel her fist to uh, become an iron fist, quite literally, <laughs> and she smashes the the tiles on the floor. Timmons is like, oh, well done. That's that's great. You've you've used your power and broken some nice tiles. I'm sure they would clean it up. Um, so yeah, Simmons teaches her that her body is like a field of stars that she can control the space between, which which is an interesting way to put it. But I would say like, oh, see that guy there, the Vision. Like you're like him. Like watch what he does and then just copy him. Watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have Sharknado. Surely they must have Avengers: Age of Ultron. Come on, you would think, <laughs> or maybe not. Or they would have heard the stories of the Vision, the the Great Avenger. I, I, I don't know. Maybe not. Um. So yeah, uh, Cassius and Ty then enter, and yeah, it's time for her to do her performance. There's no more, more no more time for her to spend uh, mastering her abilities. It's time for her to to show them off. And Simmons is silenced once more. And, like, do you know the the thing about that silence, right? I, I think that it would bother me more, like, having... Because it's not quite silence that she's she hears. It's, like, just a high pitch kind of... I think that would yeah. bother me more, having that noise, than having silence. Like, see, if it was just silent, I think I could live with that. But, like, having this high-pitched squeal all the time would drive me insane. Yeah. Uh, and Cassius asks, uh, I forget the the lady Cree with Hale's name, um, the the ball the ball uh, the ball grinder. <laughs> yeah, have they given her a name? They they did. Yeah, I forget what it was though. Sin Sinara or something like that. Um, but he Cassius asks her, uh, what does Gemma have that makes her so different? And she says, compassion, which is the first thing she said. Yes. Or that we've heard her say anyway. Because we've seen her like lean in and whisper to Xeus a couple of times, but this is the first time we've actually heard her speak. And she's got a deeper voice than you would imagine, but... Um, Daisy then heads to storm the castle. Um, however, Deep tries to stop her, because if she causes an issue with the blues, then they'll take it out on the people. But she kind of quakes him away, and he says, Oh, quake, destroyer of worlds! <laughs> which is, Which is a bit of a... Uh, super villain type name, but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tells him not ever to not to call that ever again. Uh, the trawler gets to this uh, rock six one six, and indeed it is a dead rock. Um, Zep is still knocked out. Um, however, Tess wants to kill him because I think she just likes to kill people because her life spent is life earned, and that's what she's grown up with. However, the rest of the shield team is like, no, 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 no. we that's not what we do. We don't kill people. Like we'll take him back with us. Like we are in. Like they've essentially kind of imprisoned him at, at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean that's going to cause them wrinkles. Like when they get back, how do they explain this without getting fucked themselves? Essentially. Um, but yeah, so on the Colson then gets a transmission signal on the radio, which seemingly is coming from the six one six rock, but they managed to work out that it's actually being reflected from the surface of the Earth. 
So someone's like essentially firing a signal at that rock and it's bouncing off the rock and uh, coming to them and they're receiving it on their uh, on their radio thing. Uh, we then see uh, the lady Lady Baja, uh, who is another human with red eyes, coming to visit Cassius with uh, the same guy that came earlier on and one other guy. And these people all have like red eyes, although they look human apart from that. We don't know if, like, like you said, I, I just assumed they were human and had red eyes. But like you say, they they could potentially be aliens that look very humanoid but just have red eyes. They could be like humans from Mars or something. Could be. Well, that maybe they want uh, over. Uh, maybe there's a colony there. Mm-hmm. Or they could be like humans whose eyes were burned red by looking at the core of the earth something like that or they could just be straight out aliens from another planet altogether who knows I don't I don't like I haven't ever seen really any kind of aliens that look like that Um, she does uh, this lady does however uh, treat Cassius as like being really beneath her like she treats him like a piece of dirt to be honest um, he gives her like a, a gift which I mean it seems like a nice gesture for somebody to come to visit you but like she doesn't even look at it and she just like passes it off to her aide you're like okay this woman's got some issues um, and yeah she she kind of like she kind of treats him as beneath her and she, he calls her your excellency as well so I wasn't sure if like there's some kind of hierarchy going on as well where she's like his boss or something like that not sure um which one? Uh, hey, the Lady Baja. The Lady Baja. Um, I think it's a business associate. I don't think it's his superior. I mean, he called her Your Excellency. Mm-hmm. And she definitely treated him as beneath. Oh, as d- beneath totally. Him. I mean, he's basically uh, providing her with inhuman uh, gladiators. She would be like his uh, his supplier sort of thing. He's, she's no, she's his customer, or he is her. He is her supplier. She is yeah, the customer. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like if you know, uh, it's like when uh, some obnoxious rich woman comes into your store. <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> I'd like Wait. to buy a video game for my grandson. Do you yeah. have any of those here? <laughs> I really don't like talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have no comment on that, but but yes, <laughs> watch Clerks and you you get the gist. Um, but yeah, they they all go to an exhibition chamber, which kind of seems like a fighting arena sort of thing, and uh, the girl Abby faces off against Lady Baja's champion. Who is basically a big kind of gladiator-looking Bane-type dude who has apparently killed thirteen opponents in seven different systems. Which this is a bit of an unfair like matchup by on on paper and uh, certainly from looking at it. And this guy beats her up majorly, and she can basically do absolutely nothing about it. He's just like throwing her about like a rag doll essentially, and because I mean she is like a a little girl, maybe like. Maybe fifteen, something like that, fifteen, sixteen, 
and this is a fully grown man. He's probably in his thirties, absolutely muscled, and uh, yeah, wearing wearing a mask as well. But yeah, so he he's given the sort of kill order, and he uh, makes the like puncher hard in the chest, and uh, Simmons at this point tells. Uh, she doesn't like. I don't know that this the, the girl would essentially be able to see this or hear it. Well, maybe she would hear it. I don't know. But um, someone says out loud, "Oh, just think of the stars," and she kind of does at that point. She calms down uh, Abby, and she increases her density, which causes this dude to break his arm on her chest. Uh, she like he then kind of tries to come at her again, like to choke her, and she sort of reaches out, like with her palm flat as if to like say no stop and uh, <laughs> but she ends up phasing her hand through his chest <laughs> which kills him whoops <laughs> which is, she didn't mean to do that but like you're like okay um, that was brutal and then she takes her hand back out and he just kind of he's dead like she's killed him um, and the, the lady basher says oh extraordinary so she, she likes this and she sees that oh this is a power set that would be very useful to her and she uh, would like to have it. So um, over on the trawler Tess again says that she wants to kill Zep but the others won't let her um, and Zep then busts the fuel lines so they are forced to head back to the lighthouse eliminating their option for uh, flushing him out as uh, Tess wanted to do. Now uh, Cassius gives uh, the Lady Baja a remote which we we haven't seen really seen this before, but I believe that it's connected to there's like a little sort of chip in the back of uh, Abby's head, mm-hmm. and this remote I would imagine is her sort of like control chip sort of thing. So like it will control the uh, controller if she gets out of line, like it will buzz her similar to like what the uh, what happens with the metrics. Um, so essentially, he is selling her to Lady Baja in exchange for a briefcase full of silver. Can't complain about that. Nope. <laughs> now I, I would imagine that her family is getting a little bit of a cut of that because if she said like, "Oh, her family would be like taken care of and whatnot," if uh, if she got this, then they will see a little bit of that. Probably not a lot, but they will see something of it. Um, and Cassius does tell Simmons that, oh, if not for Simmons, she wouldn't have fetched such a high price. Which Simmons is kind of like, oh, like this is a bit of a double-edged sword because, okay, I've I've saved that girl's life, but I've also, like, really helped out this guy who's, like, a bad guy, clearly. But I think it's more important that she, that she saved the, the girl's life, so... So that's all good. Um, Daisy, meanwhile, finds a weed farm. <laughs> which <laughs> is actually not a weed farm. It's, a, it's actually a fruit farm. But like when she goes in, you know, it looks like every weed farm you've ever seen in, <laughs> in any like TV show. It's dark and like they've got like all these plants under lamps and all this sort of stuff. And it looks very shady. And there are all these plants on tables and whatnot. So yeah, it looks totally like a weed farm, but it's actually not. It's a fruit farm for lemons and tomatoes and whatnot. And it's being guarded by a couple of Cree. Well, maybe not guarded. Maybe these are the they're the Cree farmers. Um, and these guys go into an elevator and they take lemons in. 
lemons with lemons and uh, Daisy kind of tries to hide in the space at the top of the, the elevator uh, beside the light but she's not strong enough to hold herself up there for very long and she's like oh I really thought this would work and it just doesn't. Uh, so she ends up having to fight these two Cree dudes and this is actually a really cool fight scene like she does a lot of like really great like flips and like running around the walls and whatnot because uh, they're in like the confined space of the elevator first um, so yeah, I, th- I thought this was a really good fight, and very much reminded me of like Black Widow in the in the movies. Yes, definitely, total. Yeah, uh, doing the Spider Man thing. Yep, and I mean she will have had like uh, some of the same training as what Black Widow would have had, so because she obviously Black Widow had shield training, so. But yeah, very cool. Uh, she eventually ends up quaking one of them through a wall and she's like, oh, yep, well, that was not stealthy at all. Uh, now, back at the salvage place, uh, Grill interrogates the S.H.I.E.L.D. team and he's got them, like, pinned up on the wall with their metrics and whatnot. And uh, Yo-Yo ends up claiming that Zep has a gun on him and that he threatened her and he probably threatened the others with it as well and that's why they... <laughs> that's why they knocked him out and whatnot. And Coulson and the others kind of play along with it, and he is checked out, and he does indeed have a, a gun like tucked into the, the back of his trousers. And Grow's like, well, like I don't really have any choice, and he, he says that he will report him to the Blues, and he'll be punished by them, and he basically is using him as an example for the other workers to obey the rules, and he says, oh, no one is above the rules. So we then see uh, Daisy quaking her way into a corridor from... Uh, from a higher floor and she does like a superhero landing looks badass doing it like I always like it when they get like characters to do a superhero landing especially Black Widow style yep exactly Um, and it it looked really cool like this like Daisy was it was excellent in this episode Um, however (laughs) she (laughs) she ends up walking down this hallway and then getting trapped by a couple of glass panels that she um can't quake through because they start uh, some no- some sort of knockout gas starts pumping in and she's unable to use her power. And Cassius then shows up with a few of his goons and Deke. So seemingly Deke has been on Cassius' side the whole time and has basically kind of like funneled her into Cassius' trap and sort of tricked her a little bit. And uh, Cassius says, oh, quake, destroyer of worlds. How is she here? Because like, obviously, they would, from their history books, they would think that Quake died years ago um, because obviously the, the author was blown up decades ago at this point. Uh, and Deke's like, well, it doesn't really matter. She's yours. And uh, we can only imagine that, uh, that there's going to be a bidding war for this Quake. Like, Cassius uh, will be able to sell her because of her like pedigree for a lot more than so say what you'd be able to sell Abby for. So that so I think that'll be interesting to see who shows up to bid on her. Uh, and Deke says that he's just playing the long game. Now in the then in the after credits scene we see the uh, the same scene from the end of last season where we saw Colson waking up and then looking out of the, the window at the uh, the space debris and saying, Oh enough sightseeing back to work and I thought it was weird that they showed that, but like I think it makes sense to just to show where that fits into like the timeline here. And uh, 
he then goes back to work on the transmission with uh, Mac and the rest of the shield team um and they eventually get a piece of the transmission and it says uh oh Virgil come in have you secured the delegation now the delegation would obviously be referring to Colson and Daisy and Mac and whatnot so they decide to uh, find the person who's contact them contacting them uh we presumably from the surface because uh, we know that it's been fired, essentially the signal's been fired off of the 616 rock and bounced back and they've been able to read it from that and it's originated on surface. However, there's a bit of a problem with that because the surface is uh, like a... <laughs> it's very bad. Um, apparently they send people to the surface to die, like the the Kree, um, and we see Zep being attacked by a whole bunch of very small roaches on the on the surface of the of the planet. Which and now I don't know if you saw the uh, the Death Stranding trailer at, uh, from the Game Awards this week, Chip. But that's what it reminded me of. I did. <laughs> and then the, yeah, that was the end of the episode. Zep being killed by a bunch of roaches. So, what what do you think of this episode overall, Chip? I actually like this episode. Mm. Um, you know, and I took a little flack for my thoughts on last week's episode. Did, and yes. we'll get, um, <laughs> I, I guess, like I said, I, I think it was probably that they, it was just too long last mm. week. And that just kind of bored me. Um, because it's well, I'll get I'll get into my defense on that on last week's episode <laughs> in a minute. Um, sticking to this week's episode, um, it was more concise, more focused. Um, we're st- um, while there's still a lot of questions to be answered. Uh, this one wasn't as haphazard as the first episode, I guess. We're starting to see a an actual shield show again, hmm. where the team is work you know working as shield agents and uh, working through what is going on. And yes, this is you know it's going to be uh, probably episode six or seven before we start seeing uh, a turnaround and and things changing. Hmm. But um, you know. Uh, we, you know, uh, Gem, Gemma's got her own little storyline going now, and that's kind of developed. Uh, Quake seems to be on the outside working, working uh, to rescue everybody. Although at the end of this, the end of the episode, uh, uh, we see that that she's probably going to be working with Simmons very shortly. Um, and then you have uh, Coulson. May, Yo-Yo, and Mac doing their thing, and even that's going to change around in a bit. But we're see- we there was something going on, something going forward. Uh, plot was being advanced. Um, it just worked better for me this time. Well, I mean, I thought it, I thought it worked. Just the same. <laughs> I mean, last week's episode, uh, the only thing I didn't like about it was that it was not split into two parts. Like, uh, yeah. and that did make it feel uh, slightly overly long. Uh, but I, th- I think if they'd 
if I'd even if I'd watched the two episodes separated by a week, then I would have enjoyed them even more. So that, and, that's, my own. Hmm. and that's I think where I'm coming from it because because it was just too much last week and we might as well just do the tweet now we, we'll do both of the tweets now actually mm-hmm. Stephen Elmy uh, tweeted at us uh, Captain Cast a Shield shock at your apparent dislike of the season premiere they do something different rather than reuse the same format a fifth time and you already act like not my shield uh, <laughs> you like Guardians of the Galaxy but not this I'm loving shield in space um I think it was Tim Hernandez who said that the biggest challenge uh, this this season was uh, that it's not going. Uh, I think the challenge will be a confined will be in a confined space to not be boring. Hmm. And you know, and I think that's part of it. Uh, you're on a you're on a you're on a spaceship. Ninety percent of this episode. Actually, all of it is takes place on a spaceship. It's oh, drab. It's, it's, it's corridors. It's, it's technically not a spaceship, though. It's a bunker. Bunker, space station, whatever you <laughs> want to call it. Um, you know, there we're not going. To, you know, uh, up to now, up until Zep's uh, uh, little uh, walk across the Earth. There. Um, <laughs> You know, there are no outdoor scenes here. It's hmm. going to be confined, uh, Spartan-like uh, environments. You know, well, one thing one thing to note with uh, with Zep at the end, he wasn't wearing a spacesuit or anything like that. So the oh. atmosphere is still there in some degree. So a human would still be able to breathe on uh, on the surface of the Earth. Which is odd because you would think, like, if the Earth had been quaked apart, like they say it was, that would have blown the atmosphere away as well. Like, if it was that powerful to destroy the Earth like that, it would have blown the atmosphere away. Yeah, but we've seen in sci-fi where uh, even a- some asteroids have an atmosphere. That's true. True. So I mean, and I don't know the physics or no all that, <laughs> but you know, I, think, I mean, I don't think we- I could understand it even if. Even if I did read it somewhere, so um, we'll give them that. I mean, it's uh, you know we're we're not going to think about the science there. Shield um, logic. Shield logic. Um, but so so and and I think that was kind of you know it's the gray dark tones of the show. Uh, you know, there's no natural light. Um, and you're filming this, like you said, in a bunker, in a spaceship, in a space station. Um, and you know, you can you can sort of say that about Star Trek or any other uh, space opera show that you know, well, probably half of it takes place on a on a on a some sort of spaceship. And yes, that's true. But uh, this one is a lot dingier than the ones we've seen in those shows. Uh, the Enterprise is a cool-looking ship. This is all just, you know, industrial. So, um, Th- this but... To, this, this, to me, just, just to jump off something you said there, mm. um, it's all kind of it's all kind of run down and whatnot, so this, to me, kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, of Firefly. Yeah. 
But Firefly, they got out of the ship a lot. That that's true. Like, but if see if it was Firefly when you were confined to the ship, <laughs> or like yeah. a, a space station, or a bunker. So, um, and I don't like I said. I just I'm gonna just I'm just gonna chalk it off as uh, it's a very you know uh, we came into this with. Uh, they didn't answer many questions in the first one. They probably caused a lot more. And I think it was just a bit of a, the first two, epi- the, certainly the first episode is very haphazard. You're just kind of thrown into this thing and, you know, uh, characters are popping in literally uh, through the first 20 minutes. Um, nothing's explained and okay i understand they're literally popping into the future and they have no idea what's going on and neither do we um see i like that though like the, the kind of the scattergun of like this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing and it kept you it kept you on your toes and it kept you guessing like uh and I, i'm sure i said last week as well like that i really i really enjoyed it so <laughs> i hope i hope he's not directing it at me because uh but no, well, no, I was the one shitting all over <laughs> yeah, last yeah. week's show. I mean, um, yeah, they did something different. I just don't know if it worked for me, I guess, mm. is where I'm coming from. And I keep going back to that. Yeah, it was, a, it was two hours. And um, there was a lot of setup. And setup is boring. And... Uh, Disagree. <laughs> Yeah, so, it, you know, I think, you know, we, we we have we have all our pieces in place now. Hmm. Now we get to play the game. And so far, I enjoyed the game this week. <laughs> um, you know, I there the I'm I'm very interested to see what. Uh, what happens now with um, not Zap, what Grifter, Grinder, whatever his name is, Grill, uh, Grill, yeah. Um, n- you know now, uh, Coulson and crew have earned his trust. What does that get them? Hmm. How does that work into this? They they've gone. Uh, while they still don't have a position of power, they have earned at least some respect and trust. I, th- I think and what gives them they... is a little bit of freedom to uh, yes. to explore this, like a uh, signal. And was Deke always, you know, is Deke working with uh, what's his name, uh, C- Casilius or whatever his name is, Casillas. or? <laughs> Casillas, yes, you have Casillas, and yet now we have Casillas. Um, or is or is he a you know is he a, basically working with Quake and from the other side? Hmm. You know, the, uh, there is so it's it's going it's getting interesting. It's got me intrigued, and we I, I think we had this problem with. Uh, what the LMD the the first LMD episode last season where it was uh, very generic 
didn't seem to be anything all that great. And then uh, that that turned out to be a fantastic storyline. So it might be that it was just a slow start and um, I needed to warm up to it. I I mean, I I think for me, I I think this is actually a stronger start than than what they had last season. Like the, the LMD thing, I mean, it was kind of interesting, but... They they could have done so much more with it, and they, I think they could have done it a lot a lot better. Like, cause Nick Fury wasn't in it for one. But anyway, <laughs> and if you're if you're saying LMD, you need to have Nick Fury, and he wasn't there, and that was a a big a big uh, sad face for me from that one. But um, but yeah, for this one, they've they've taken the entire team out of his comfort zone and out essentially out of the timeline of the MCU completely and chucked them into the future, where. Like there are so many unanswered questions about this like missing time period of like ninety odd years, which I mean that really interests me to see the history of the Marvel universe in those ninety years. But well, you, you've also introduced the multiverse now, and if you yeah. notice, the name of the section of Rock is six one six, the six one six universe. Well, well, that the broken off bit, yeah, there's nothing on it, <laughs> right? But, but I mean, I mean that's just an Easter egg. But is but, it? But, yeah, oh, for sure. Is, there's nothing on. Well, there's nothing there. Mm? There's nothing on the six one six rock. It's it's a dead rock. There's nothing there. There's somebody out there. Well, not on the rock. They're just using that rock to bounce the signal off of. Well, that's true. But... There's, there's nothing. <laughs> I, that's just a, that's just an Easter egg. There's not going to be anything further from, from that. I wouldn't imagine. But but yeah, like what about uh, inside the rock. Well, you never know. Yeah, if, if they quake it open, there could be things in it. Uh, Infinity gems, maybe. Who knows? Um, but yeah, like what what I think what I think will happen though is like because they've started mentioning like the multiverse theory and stuff like that. Whatever happens here. The events that caused the the rupturing of the earth and the the explosion, those will probably now not happen, because the shield team knows about it, so they work to prevent it when they eventually uh, inevitably do go back to their own timeline, and now and this this timeline here will never actually happen, and it's kind of like uh, when they go to the past and then back into the future and back to the future and everything's different because they changed something, kind of kind of like that sort of thing. I think, um, I, I mean, I, I don't know where they're going with this right now, but um, I, I, I'm in for the ride. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the, the, you the could, one, you, hmm. one of the things, I mean, if they start bouncing, let's say around time, hmm. um, maybe they end up in the Spider-Verse and that's where we see Ghost spider Mm. AKA Spider Gwen. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, you could introduce her as like an inhuman that's on the spaceship, no problem. And if it's in like this different alternative timeline universe, then it's kind of a it's a throwaway Easter egg, which is a cool throwaway Easter egg to, mm-hmm. to put in. And then you can have Gwen Stacy show up in the Spider Man movies as a completely different character, essentially, and that's absolutely no problem. And it it'll, like it means that they have they are able to use whoever and any character really they want to use, even characters that are 
possibly going to be featured in future uh, shows or future uh, or future movies, and they can use them here because it's a different timeline. Doesn't matter. Like the, this timeline is not going to have happened, which is the only thing that really bugs me. But well, I reckon this will go. Is that if they do go back and they go back to the normal time and change the event so that the Earth doesn't blow up, then this timeline never happened. So then that's two like two entire storylines that have happened in Shield that haven't really happened. So like <laughs> this, and then the thing in the the framework, like that was a whole storyline, a whole arc. That didn't really happen. All they just all they did was lay there. And in terms of like furthering of the actual storyline of Shield and the MCU, okay, the characters have developed and whatnot. But in terms of the actual time flowing, like they'll they'll go back if they go back in time to say the point where they were transported away, like nothing happened. <laughs> okay, the characters developed. Maybe someone maybe someone dies. Right. Maybe they recruit a new member. But yeah, nothing has happened. Nothing has happened to the world, but a lot has happened to the characters. Yep. It's, you know, it is uh, an experience that uh, affected them alone. Yep. So, uh, and, and you can play with that. And, I mean, you know, you probably need to do things like this because... Uh, the Marvel, you know, the Marvel Gestapo over at uh, Marvel Films don't want you screwing up any of their timeline. They're doing a good job of that on their own. Um, <laughs> With Spider-Man. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, uh, like, like I say, if they're doing, if they're doing this so that, like, chucking them into the future so that they can uh, use more of the Marvel characters from the comic books, fair play. That's absolutely fair enough. And it does seem like it will be a very interesting storyline. But again, like I say, I will be disappointed if they go back in time and then it, nothing nothing happens. And this is a, yeah. a bit of time that never ever happens. Yes, but they will be affected by it. Yes. So, uh, you know... Uh... And that is a shame to an extent, but uh, if you're telling a good story and we get to see these characters and it's becoming more, you know, it's uh, it's feeling more like S.H.I.E.L.D. this week than it did the last two weeks, then, uh, or the, la- the, uh, the first mm-hmm. two episodes, then I'm down with it. And yeah, it was working for me this week. Yeah, I totally agree. I really did like this episode, though, and uh, and yeah, more shields is is better. And I did, I didn't think it felt really that unlike shield last week, but um, definitely not you know near as much as, as what you did. But de- definitely, this is this is my shield, and that's fine. <laughs> and and this this storyline because it is taking place in in our real world at least. It it does. Interests me much more than the guys lying in the VR unit for mm-hmm. weeks on end. Yes. So. All right. Yeah. Good episode. Can't wait for next week. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's. It went from oh I'll watch it Saturday to, um, if I'm home Friday night uh we'll be kind of we'll watch it probably semi live. So, um, but yeah, looking forward to it. 
they they uh they got they uh i ha- i have my fix now i'm i'm back mm-hmm. on i'm i'm hooked again no worries guys <laughs> the, the one thing that's missing though is fits i, I want to know what's happened with fits yeah but remember uh two years ago uh, we really didn't see simmons for the first two to four episodes either mm, once you get taken away yet but, when she but, was working for hydra but i didn't mind that as much like a misfits. <laughs> well, we don't know who the voice on that tape is. It it was definitely not Fitz though. Uh, I did listen to it a few times, and it was a, it was definitely an American accent. Definitely not Fitz. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, unless he's like scrambling his voice, which you could. Be. Mm. So, all right. Well, we've done tweets. We've done all the news. I, I guess we're out of here. Yes. All right. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening uh, to us, streaming us, listening to us on all games. We are the show's broadcast eight o'clock uh, Friday nights, eight p.m. Eastern on allgames.com. You can also get us on Stitcher and Twitter and wherever else Andy's putting these shows up these days. Um, Andy, got a show to plug. Yep, so you can also find me on 42 Level 1 with Ali. We broadcast live 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time every Tuesday on allgames.com. We talk about movies, TV shows, and mainly video games. I didn't I didn't set you up this week. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit drained. Um, we also have a Facebook and Twitter account. Uh, please... Uh, go leave us messages over on Twitter or Facebook. We do read them on the show if we can find them. Uh, I had thought Stephen Elmy's was over on uh, the Facebook page and it was over on Twitter, unless I missed something over there. Um, but I, I thought somebody else had put something up on the Facebook page. I couldn't find it today. And I apologize. And if I do find it, I will, I don't know, save it as a favorite or something because... Finding finding messages on the Facebook account is a pain in the ass. Yeah, unless it's, it's posted right in the thing. It's kind of easier uh, if you if you tweet us, we can find it easier there. It gets more visibility. So at Cast of Shield, tweet us. Yeah, but if you want to write something long, you know, I, I want to read. I want. I do want to read your. Uh, you know, if you have a long message that uh, what 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 we're up to two eighty on Twitter now. I mean, two isn't enough for most things, but you can do always do multiple tweets, right? Or put it up, put it on the Facebook page, and if we can find it, we'll read it. <laughs> yep. Uh, speaking of finding things, Jeff, where can people find you when you're not here? You can find me Tuesday nights as well on allgames.com on the B Team Podcast, where we discuss video games, tech, movies, and TV, and. You can find me Thursday nights on Knuckleballer Radio with Sean and Eli, where we discuss pretty much everything. It keeps turning into a vape cast, and I'm trying to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Eli's uh, master plan. It'll just be called huh? Knuckle Vape Cast. It's Eli's master plan. Yeah. It'll be called Knuckle yeah. Vape Cast. <laughs> I actually, when I was snowed in yesterday, was... Uh, researching some uh new technique uh coil and wick techniques uh <laughs> i was watching vaping youtube videos for a few <laughs> hours 
but yes, uh, we do talk more than vaping. Uh, but give it, give, it's a fun show. We, we, it's, it's fun arguing with Sean. That's why I do the show. <laughs> um, but check that out. And yes, please. And if you get a chance, go leave us a review on, uh, iTunes. Uh, we will read them on the show. Good, bad, or indifferent. Hmm. So, all right, Andy, uh, I guess we're out of here. So I don't care. Hmm. I don't care what Casillas is selling your body for. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. <laughs>